0: you for the next half hour to join us for interviews, discussion, inspiration and for strategies to help you fulfill your potential both in life and in business. Welcome along to another episode of Remark- Remarkable Woman Radio. I'm here with my special guest Margaret Murray-Benge. Welcome along. Thank you, Mandy. Pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for joining me today. Now, we're in for a real treat today because I've known, um, I've known Margaret my whole life. And I'll tell you a little bit about that later on. But I'm here because um, this woman is a real um, inspirational force of nature, I would say. <laughs> and I'm probably not putting it too um, too lightly either because... Margaret has been in local government for, how long have you been in local government for, Margaret? I can only say I've was first elected in 1977,
1: and I often say, before most of you were thought of.
0: <laughs> not quite for me. <laughs> I think I was around for a little bit by then. But that's a long time. So what inspired you to get going in local government? Because that's not an easy place to, to be for a long time. Well, I played a lot of tennis, and I'd been on the
1: school committee. When, when you have your family, you, be, you go out into the community much more as a female and uh, so there I am on the school committee by the way the second woman ever to be uh, they like to keep two women on the school committee and someone knocked on my door and asked me if I would stand for the school committee and so I can't remember ever seeing the other woman but (laughs) anyway it's an interesting point because my first experience on that school committee was having to go and see the acting headmaster with one of the other committee members and he referred the principal to the fact that they had the um, vandals in the school at the weekend, and I was really quite shocked. Here I am new to this committee, and there's trouble already. And he saw that I was obviously quite concerned, and he said, well, I'm just joking, really. We didn't contact you because we didn't want tea. And I said, I didn't come on to the school committee to make the tea, and Professor a Byers who was Richard Byers, who was there with me, said, quite right, why wasn't Mrs. Murray contacted? And from that day, I've always been grateful when men will step up and support a woman in whatever role she's doing, and because you're working together always, and it's really important that we support each other, be you male or female.
0: That's right, yeah. That's And so in, to go from the school committee, how did you then step out into local body politics right well I was
1: president of my tennis club and even that was unusual in those days because uh, men usually did it and so anyway a friend nominated me and I took the leadership of the tennis club and it was rumored that the new club was going to be established on Burnside Park and I thought here we are we haven't got the money to repair the courts we uh, we own the land so we can't borrow because we can't sustain any mortgages. And so I led the move to sell the land and move on, take the asset, which was the money from the sale, and re-establish on the public park of Boonside. Today it is one of the most successful clubs in the country really and it's beautiful Mm -hmm. but but it was that experience looking for a site on Burnside Park and working with councillors and I thought to myself I could do that job as well as one of them and so that's how in 1977 my name went I put my name forward and I was elected second highest second woman only and um, so first one went through the courts and
0: I was directly elected so what is it like to be the first woman sort of paving the way for many others? Well, sometimes the men don't like you mm-hmm. and but um, so t- how do you cope with that? Because for a, a lot of the women listening, they are women in business, they're trying to make it, they're trying to do all the women, you know, trying to be everything to everyone. But at some point, they've got to say, this is what I want, and this is where I'm going. So how do you do that?
1: In my world, it was you have to believe in yourself. And that sometimes takes courage, and sometimes we make the wrong decisions. But when we do that, we actually grow from those. Um, you, You... Failure isn't something that should be negative in one's life, and certainly in local government, it's been a roller coaster ride. But John Banks gave me a tip once. he said, shake hands with all the men. Now, so when I meet someone, I shake hands, male or female, and uh, it, it just sets you up as equal and, and equal that's part, what we yeah. are we're mm. equal to anybody that we meet and doesn't matter what their role is in life if you treat people as equal you've you go a
0: long way that's that's such great advice and I think um you know just stepping in and shaking hands so many of us do that now and to realize we're establishing an equality of of in a relationship I think that's brilliant mm-hmm. um so when you are organizing well, well no actually let's just step back a little bit to christchurch because that's where you were one of the, you were the first woman Chairman or second woman chairman of the Wangari District Council? No, elected first
1: in 77. Yeah. And come 83, one of the men said to me, Margaret, if it stays like it is, I'm not coming back. You should be the chairman of this organization. And that was 74,500 people. It was one of the largest local authorities in the country. And so I became its first female chairman. Brilliant and uh, only two women on the council, it was the men who voted to put me there.
0: That's great. And so what was that like? Tell us a little bit about that because suddenly it's okay to (coughs) go for the goal and then to suddenly get it, that can be like a... Oh, my goodness moment, can't it? Yes. Well, when Melissa was very young,
1: really young. It's your daughter. Yes, yeah. my youngest daughter. I thought we were we needed to get out more. So I'm going back a lot of years. And we went to the YWCA to do a cane work class because they had a crash. In those days, there was nowhere for you uh-huh. to take your children or to have help. help. But at the YW, I could do, get a crash there. And so Melissa would be safe and I could enjoy the cane work. Well, as it turned out, they didn't have a cane work class with a creche. They had public speaking, though, and that's when I stepped out to meet um, women who were much older than myself, who were the most wonderful, strength, supportive people that I could possibly have met, and uh, the woman who who organized it Doreen Grant she created a forum luncheon club for men and women to learn the skills of meeting procedures and so you we took the role of secretary treasurer uh, chairman and vice chairman and you learnt standing orders and anyway it was a fun thing to do but I can remember standing on the street corner my husband coming late and I had to be at that meeting and it it was important to me Mm. and I look back and think what a wonderful support they were at a time so I think women have got to learn to support men and women Mm. and have expectations
0: for women as well as men. Yeah, I like that a lot too. So how do you, because I know you're still very active and you have birthdays that you call your timeless birthdays. So I'm not saying how old Margaret is, but just let me say it's very inspirational that you are still out in the community. You're still radically um, galvanizing support for things that you believe in. What keeps you inspired to do it when you could be retired and you could be, you know doing whatever it is that you want to do well uh
1: when i was a bit younger they would call me murray in a hurry uh, (laughs) i like that men who wanted to put me down Mm -hmm. murray in a hurry okay and she's too young basically that was the theme and I can remember lamenting to my mother when the media had got my age wrong, and they made me 40 when I was really only 39, and months That's
0: away, from very important there, <laughs>
1: months away from being 40. And now I'm much older, and I'm not about to have anybody tell me I'm too old, so I say I'm timeless. Mm. And women are. Um, if, you, if you participate and you keep growing, which is what we've got to do, because that's what life is. It's the most amazing journey, and we take our tumbles. And if you grow from those tumbles and don't let them hold you back or destroy
0: you, uh, life is worth living. That's really good. Now, what, that's great advice. And what tips can you share? For my audience, for people that are getting knocked down, I mean, obviously there's an appreciation, there's a the ability to look at the other side, there's all of these things, but how do you do that in the moment? Um, I think the heartache that I
1: went through, nobody could quite understand or believe how bad it was when I went for the Merrill in the mid-90s, um, late 90s, in Christchurch City Council. I had leadership experience that uh, no other woman had in the city, or oh, Vicki Buck had become the mayor. And uh, prior to that, when she stepped aside, um, it was all open. And uh, But it was the most dreadful, dreadful campaign that one could have experienced. And an old friend whom I'd worked with on the city council, Charles Manning, said to me, be careful, Margaret, Labour's going to set you up. And I thought, well. Oh that doesn't happen can't happen well it does and you can it's like called Chinese whispers you can denigrate someone so easily if you really want to and of course there was a rumor out about Morgan Fahey at the same time so uh, he did stood and it's a it's a it's a turning point in my life and uh, somehow rather you uh, I could not believe how awful that could be he stood and he shouldn't have but i was selected to run he wasn't he decided he would so at the end we canceled each other out and he ended up in jail for sexually interfering with his patients and i ended up out on my ear so people didn't know that at the time and so you you live with those awful consequences and the media can be destroy you or make you so easily and if they get it into their head something is wrong then they'll do you for nothing and but is
0: it true sometimes they really don't worry about the truth wow well you hope that they do mostly nowadays that it's more transparent and things like that but i don't Mm, i don't but so i think number one is know the
1: people that you're working with and understand be open with them and for example there's a reporter in Tauranga that I don't hesitate to ring and tell him there is something that I think you should take a look at John and
0: he follows through on it and I find that really quite wonderful that's that's great so they're actually looking for the truth in the story and and just going a deeper level so how did you get over that that heartache because that was such a big such a big slap in the face, whatever the word is you want to call it, but that was so big for you. so how do you get over that?
1: Well, if you've gone, gone back to 1989, uh, there I was running a successful council. I was chairman of the Canterbury United Council. I was chairman of Zone Five, um, which was the top half of the South Island. I was president of South, of uh, local bodies, South Island local bodies, and come '89 it was all over. Mm-hmm. Because um the amalgamation came and Waimari was pushed into Christchurch and certainly we needed reform, but whether we needed the big one as big as we got is another matter. So I had learned from that time when the election was over, there was no home, there were my children were all grown up and gone and I had no job. Now there's nothing worse than nothing. Mm-hmm. And so you have to pick yourself up and your friends sort of wrap around and help you. And I think it's really important that when women do strike a problem, that they reach out for others and and that they um, you grow again. And I so I was out for three years and I learned all about I got a job with life education and I absolutely loved that. So then three years after that, I'm back on the new Christchurch City Council. And the first thing I had to do was defend a fellow who had been absolutely dreadful to work with when I was <laughs> on Waimari. Dreadful. But there were a couple of women on Christchurch City Council who were trying to do him and get rid of him. And if you're going to do that, you've got to make sure that you've got truth on your side before you start to knock anybody over. And he apparently had a, his wife had a non-molestation order out against oh him. Oh,
0: goodness. Okay, but, so we're really getting into the of
1: But what they didn't say to anybody was that, he had one out against her as well, okay. and you just can't you just can't play people. So the number one issue is stick with the issues, and you can't go too far wrong. I can't be bothered with people who play people politics.
0: Yeah, I I, I agree. So so stick with the truth and stick with the issues. So don't get kind of. You sort of um, sort of swept off off path,
1: and sometimes and if you do get swept off path, that interim time is one where it makes you reevaluate who you are, and it makes you think about what you want to do. And nobody goes through life. Smoothly, and if they do, they'll become boring and decidedly dull. <laughs> you heard it—you heard it here first, right? We've all got to get knocked around a bit as yes, time goes along, yeah. and uh, there's not many of us that are lucky enough to be born with a silver spoon. Mm-hmm. Most of us come up the hard way. So, but the number one thing is,
0: any woman is equal to anyone she meets, mm. and she has to remember that. Yes. Thank you, that's great advice. We're going to take a break for music and we're going to be right back in just a moment. to Remarkable Woman Radio. I'm here with Margaret Murray Bench and she's giving us a lot of insight into what it has been to be a woman really in a man's world a long time ago and well not a long time ago <laughs> so it didn't make it sound very good but you know back when she decided to step up into local body politics and throw her hat in the ring it wasn't something that woman had done a lot and so we're hearing lots of great advice about sticking to the truth sticking to the issue and not playing the people politics and I really like that. So what are you currently working on um, that you're really inspired about at the moment Margaret? Well um I think the the difficulty
1: at the moment is uh, I've just worked really hard. I talked before about the equality that I feel and that that's been my great strength. At the moment, I'm the only woman on Western Bay Council. Really? I'm under two mayors. Under two mayors, neither will give me a main committee chairmanship. And so I say that discrimination is alive and well in the provincial town of, of area of Western Bay of Plenty. But it's not like that within the community itself. Um, you always treated so well by people and it's a great privilege to be there and to work with them so I find at the moment um, our mayor went out and said uh, we're going to create and spoke to all the Maori that he could find we're going to create Maori wards and I said and I he didn't speak to his um the community and so it came before our council and you got over 50 Maori sitting out in the council chamber along with a lot of other people three sitting behind me and um, i know um those three quite well and the mayor uh, it all launched into the debate and there were three of us who said no and one of them said it because it was undemocratic the other one said it was he had maori Pap Maori grandchildren wanted the same for both of them and my message was I have been in local government for a long time the number one issue is that people have got to stand and take the risk of winning or losing mm-hmm. I'm equal to any man around that table and I was equal to any Maori sitting out there in the fo- in the main part of the council chamber and they are equal to me you can't go out and be representing anybody unless you're prepared to recognise that we are equal. And the message I get from the community is we're New Zealanders and we want to work together. We don't want to go down separate paths, And but the media have got it one or two of them that it's a-okay and we've got to change the legislation to take away a community's right to challenge its council to say you've got it wrong and poll all of us before you make the decision it's a massive important issue for the whole country so that's been a number one thing for me this last couple of months and in the meantime you've got all the other issues that come along Mm. so for example you go for an intersection upgrade even something as what is a minor like that is important as people's lives they've got to be able to get out onto a state highway especially and in
0: Auckland's traffic <laughs> as well yes so anyway so you work on it anyone's traffic yeah and mm.
1: then when someone says to you you should do your homework before you come out and speak Margaret and I said I did do my homework well bother me they've now got it with the lawyers so what i said at the beginning was spot on to put one extra meter onto a culvert which seems to be such a simple thing to do to give a better left hand turn
0: suddenly it's turned into the creation of a dam it's really interesting isn't it that um, we can all see the problems hiding in plain sight but sometimes people make it a little bit more trickier to get the point across but it's just so inspiring that you're prepared to take that on Um, what is a guiding principle or theme that you've got for your life that enables all of that passion, for want of a better word, um, to come through? Well, Cynthia and I, my sister and I, grew up in a
1: family where our mother was well-educated and our father wasn't. And Dad uh, could never, ever get over that I seen and I done, which is a certain signal that the education isn't that great. Now, he was an intelligent man, and he worked at a variety of jobs until he found the one that really suited him well. But he loved us, and uh, we were lucky that we grew up in that environment. But Dad could not stand up that well for himself. So um, I always felt, well, we were running a a tennis Mm -hmm. camp when my daughter, who's now 50, coming up 50, and she... um, she was just a baby and my sister was looking after her and dad and I were running this school uh, this tennis weekend at um, Logan Park in Dunedin and the president of the association came down and I said to him why wasn't my father considered for the um, uh, position of regional coach because dad had enough experience mm-hmm. and he said oh, very difficult for me because uh, of my business oh. and that catch catchphrase has always stayed with me Uh, you'd stand up for what you believe dad didn't make that position it didn't stop him coaching children uh in his spare time and but um it taught me that you've got to stand up and be counted regardless and sometimes it's for the small things for people and sometimes it's a lot bigger issue Mm. but you've got to stand up and do your bit and you've got to and not enough people do that
0: today yeah yeah, I agree. So what what has been the best advice that you've received from someone? Or, or what's the best advice that you wish you'd given yourself at any time? I
1: don't think uh, any more advice. The route that I took in life uh, was well patterned out. I went to teacher's college because I got paid a little while I was there. And I can't tell you that I was a great teacher. I didn't teach for all that long, but the skills I learnt there, working with a community. So my theme always
0: is, if we work together, we can make it happen. Yeah, so you've got community as a real theme that's run through your whole life for so long.
1: Mm. I couldn't really imagine doing anything else, actually, Mandy. That's brilliant. And my job is not to um, promote myself. It is to make sure that in local government, we create an environment in which people can prosper and live well. And that should be the theme that permeates all of local government decisions, be you looking at traffic flows and where they put these blisters out onto the road or the cycleways in the wrong place or all those issues that
0: affect people's everyday lives. Wow, that's wonderful. And so you know and it's really it's really interesting for us to hear it from this point of view as well because we often go we're not really aware of what all the issues are although they they pop up in our minds when we're driving and we go oh, why is this here and why is this happening here and why is the traffic so bad but you are uh, part of the team that's doing something about it so we're very grateful for that Margaret thank you <laughs> I'd, love, I'd love to have a bit of influence in Auckland yeah, we'd love you to as well <laughs> so what's something, now this may be a little different but what's something that you do that you wish you'd done years ago to assist yourself
1: oh when my daughter started high school I said well there's no need to take typing because computers are coming (laughs) well fortunately they took no notice of me and they're both quite skilled at using the computer and their mother struggles and struggles and I'm getting better at it but there's a lot more that I could learn to do with technically that would actually help me in what I do in local government Mm. so I'm still on a learning curve and the day I stopped learning I got into trouble once um, on Facebook and uh, my friend who was defending me with people who made some snide remarks said she only learnt to text at Christmas time (laughs) and that was when my sister and I went into the shop so we could see what sort of telephone we should get in the future and uh, Cynthia said she'll have a think and I actually ended up buying mine there and then and it's been wonderful Cynthia, Cynthia's
0: since got hers and but we've, we couldn't live without them now. No, it's crazy isn't it because I know when I had my daughter and my husband gave me a mobile phone for my 30th birthday and I'm like what on earth do I need this for? <laughs> I've just had a baby and now I look and I've got my iPad and my phone and my computer and yep it's just it's incredible isn't it? Yes yep. it is. Mm, just how much we're going. So expanding and going s- outside of your comfort zone. So how did you cope and what did you learn as a result? Oh, there are all sorts of tracks that
1: you can take if you've got the time to do it. And take, for example, when I missed in 89 and uh, Trevor Grice came and asked me if I would uh, become... South Island Regional Director for Life Education that was absolutely a most wonderful experience and I did that for six years but when I was back on council I was working day and night Uh, that was hard going but I I learned so much about the drug scene Mm -hmm. and we were in and out of jails in and out of schools and the promotion of life education was something that a great treasure that I will never regret having been involved in so there I was took a tumble but ended up doing something that I felt was worthwhile
0: and something that I believe in very strongly and it's still around today assisting students and that which is brilliant Thank you. That's that's really good to know. So even though you take a tumble, it's often it's just one door closes and another door opens and whether you've got the strength to just walk through that and just give it a go. So what is the most remarkable thing about what you do and who you are? Now, I ask all my guests this because if we don't value who we are, others don't. So um, we've only got about 30 seconds, so <laughs> unfortunately. So what's most remarkable about you margaret i can make things happen nice and i look at what i've achieved over the
1: years there's the tennis club there's the aurora performing arts center there's the bridge at mclaren falls and
0: there are little things that make a difference in people's lives and i love that that's brilliant thank you so much for joining us today on remarkable woman radio we've been speaking with margaret murray bench how do we get hold of you Mar- uh, margaret if we if we need to
1: um murray underscore binge at nz
0: or 075... No, don't worry about the phone number. That's fine. Or else I will put all Margaret's details out um, with the link to this. So thank you so much for coming on our show and um, we wish you all the best.
1: Thank you very much,
0: Mandy.